Okay, let's go. It's extra time. Immaculate grid. Grid 127 for the 7th of August. Today is Monday. So this, of course, is the extra time show, the bonus show from the main show of Generations. Talking about my sports generations. That show drops every Saturday. That is with Steve and myself. And we talk about how the fan experience in sports has changed from generation to generation and how we view the game and how things are slightly different from our respective perspectives. So we've got some folks coming on as some guests here in the next few weeks, and we're going to get some of the younger folks and their perspectives. So I'm the Gen Xer, of course, Steve's the boomer, and it'll be good to see some of those new voices. However, comma, check out the five minute teaser as I try to explain to Steve War. And also, as I talk about it on this show, I mentioned it on it the show yesterday to make sure that I'm always talking B War. And it's not like I have anything against F War. F War is fan graphs, B War is baseball reference, but we're talking about Immaculate Grid. Immaculate Grid is a baseball reference game, and it's a lot easier to look those stats up because all of the links work. And at some point, I will go over the differences with Steve, and I will probably confuse him even more than he already is confused about wins above the bracelet. <clears throat> but before we get in today's grid, we were talking about Silver Slugger yesterday. We talked about the origin of Silver Slugger. So we were going through some of the players and we didn't give you really some of the detail or specifics behind it or any kind of background. So we want to make sure, as we always do, circle back around and kind of give you some insights into some of that. So when we look at that very first year, it was 1980, Silver Slugger. So some of the players that we mentioned, and we weren't exactly sure which teams they were on, and we were mostly right. But just to codify everything, Willie Randolph, second baseman. 1980, he was, in fact, a New York Yankee and Silver Slugger. So he would lead the league in walks that year with 119. So that's Willie Randolph. Al Oliver in 1980 was actually a Ranger. So we weren't 100% sure on that one. Al Oliver, 18 seasons, seven-time All-Star. 1982, so two years later, he would actually win the batting title in Montreal. 331 average. He would lead the league in hits with 204. He led the league in doubles with 43. He led the league in RBI with 109. He was 35 years old. This is 1982. The guy had a career 303 average. So the guy was just a hitter. Guy could mash. And those are, he's one of those guys you forget about. You totally forgot about Al Oliver. I mean, by the time I was really, really following baseball, Oliver was you know really at the end of his career and then retired. So I never really got to see the best of Al Oliver. But the guy was, you know, that guy was solid. 
1980, Willie Wilson, in fact, was a Royals. We were correct there. Willie Wilson that year led the league in runs with 133, led the league in hits with 230, had 15 triples, led the league, and he had 79 stolen bases to go with it. Those first several seasons for Willie Wilson, the guy was amazing. Just hit machine, stealing bags, playing good defense. You know, those early 80 Royals teams were great. And they only had the 85 World Series from that. We talked a little bit about Lance Parrish. We weren't exactly sure if he was a Tiger or if he was a Ranger. And I was getting Larry and Lance Parrish confused. Lance Parrish absolutely was a Tiger. Larry Parrish was the Ranger. Different guy. Parrish, Lance Parrish, the catcher. Larry Parrish, first baseman, mostly designated hitter. Lance Parrish. Lance Parrish won the Silver Slugger, the catcher for Detroit, eight-time All-Star, 1984 World Series, three-time Gold Glove, 19 seasons. So Lance Parrish, you know, possibly top 10 catcher of all time. Then 1980, Reggie Jackson, still a Yankee, had one more season with Yankee before he would go to the Angels. Led the league in home runs of 41. 1980 is the only season Reggie Jackson finished with a batting average of 300 or better. Kind of amazing that he only did it one time. I mean, I never really thought of him as an average hitter. You know, he used to take some, some big hacks. But, you know, his batting average was eh, mediocre. You know, he was making the big hacks before anybody else. It's kind of, you know, what's in vogue today. Manny Trio, we weren't sure, but he was a Philly in 1980. So that year, uh, he had a slash of 292, 334 on base, and 412 slugging. You know, those years, second baseman, you know, those early 80s, second baseman, if you got any offensive production from a second baseman, you were way ahead of the game. And I was wrong. Gary Templeton was still a Cardinal in 1980. So he would not go over to the Cardinals for Ozzie Smith for another two years. It wasn't until 1982. So the year that they won the World Series was actually the first year that Ozzie Smith was a Cardinal. But in 1980, Gary Templeton, 319 average, 342 on base, 417 slugging. But his year before, the 1979 season, the year before, he led the league in hits with 211, and he had 19 triples. Gary Templeton was not a slouch. He was a probably, you know, very well-founded argument that he was a much better offensive player, definitely with more power, too, but a much better hitter than Ozzie. But, you know, Ozzy, of course, was the premier defensive player related to Templeton. But Templeton was no slouch. And that year, he was Silver Slugger Award. Dusty Baker, in fact, yes, he was a Dodger. We were correct there. Dusty had 29 home runs, 97 RBI, and he would have a slash of 294 average, 339 on base, and a 503 slugging. So Dusty had still one of his better years even though that he would only be, uh, you know, in the league for the four or five years after that. Sounds like a long time, but Dusty, you know, had already been in the league for quite a while at this point. 
George Hendrick. We weren't 100% sure. He was a Cardinal in 1980. 25 home runs, 109 RBI, 302, 342, and 498 slash. George Hendrick, 1980. How many Cardinals are on this thing? Like the Cardinals swept this bad boy. Four Cardinals on the Silver Slayer. Ted Simmons, we talked about him. So 1980. He was an eight-time All-Star. This would be his last season with St. Louis. He would play 21 total seasons in the league, 13 with the Cardinals. But that last season, he would have 21 home run, 98 RBI, have a slash of 303, 375, 505. So Ted Simmons was still mashing in his last season with the Cardinals. So let's get to today's grid. Today's grid wasn't necessarily difficult for me, but it just wasn't that satisfying. Wasn't as fun today, just the categories. So the columns from left to right, we have the California, Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim of Anaheim. We have in the middle column, we have the Cubbies, the Chicago Cubs, and the career achievement right-hand side, right-hand column, World Series champs. I had to be on the roster. Then in the rows from top to bottom, again, the aforementioned St. Louis Cardinals. In the top row, the middle row, we have the Houston Astros, and the bottom, we have 300-plus career saves. Now, that save one, you know, 300 saves... There was a time 300 was a lot, and now it's very pedestrian. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. But let's go ahead and let's just go left to right, top to bottom. So the Angels of Anaheim, of California, of Los Angeles, of Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and Cardinals, we went with Mr. Jim Edmonds. So Jim Edmonds is the second highest war player, if I look this up correctly, to go from the Angels to the Cardinals. So not Cardinals to the Angels, Angels to the Cardinals. So I chose Edmonds with 14%. Then in the middle row, top excuse me, top row middle column, Cubs and Cardinals, we have Lou Brock. I didn't realize that the numbers were this stark from the time that Brock was a Cub to the time that he became a Cardinal. So Brock would play 16 seasons with the Cardinals. And he was traded by the Cubs to the Cardinals for Bobby Shantz, Ed Broglio, and Doug Clemens. Brock played 16 seasons as a Cardinal. Bobby Shantz would play one season for the Cubs. Ed Broglio would play three seasons, and Doug Clemens would play two. Brock's 16 years resulted in 41.7 war. Chance, Braglio, and Clemens were negative 0.1, negative 1.5, and 
0 0.1. So combined, they had a negative one and a half war. And combined, they played six seasons. And the reality is, you know, they only were there for one, three, and two years. So Brock, even after Baglio, would play 13 additional seasons with the Cardinals. And here is the difference in his career from Cardinals to Cubs. He stole 888 bases as a Cardinal. He stole 50 as a Cub. His slash line as a Cardinal was a 297 average, 347 on base, and 414 slugging. As a Cub, it was 257, 306, and 383. So 40 points higher in batting average, 41 points higher in on base, and 31 higher in slugging. He would score 1,427 runs to 183. He would have 3,776 total bases for the Cardinals. He would have 462 as a Cub. He would have 2,713 hits for the Cardinals and only 310 as a Cub. This is possibly, and it's been written about, I found a lot of articles, but it's possibly, if it's not the worst, top three worst trades in Major League history. You basically traded a Hall of Famer for beans and beans that weren't even expected, that really had a high upside. So it's incredible the career that Brock would have as a Cardinal. I was talking to one of my friends that still lives in the 314. That's the St. Louis area code for those that do not know. And I was asking him, I'm like, are there any Cardinals that left that went to the Cubs that you guys cared about? And very quickly he's like, no, not really. He goes, we get all their good guys. We got Suter. We got Brock. And then he even reminded me, he goes, Lee Smith even came over as a Cardinal. And he goes, he was lights out when he was a Cardinal. I'm like, <laughs> I looked it up and I'm like, he's absolutely right. So, you know, the, the Cardinals, although they hate the Cubs, it's more that they hate the Cubs because it's the city of Chicago. And there's the, you know, little, little brother, the big brother kind of, thing going on there between the two cities but as far as the teams go i mean the cardinals far and away you know way more you know second most world series um and the players it's just crazy so they we had a good laugh about that today but i went lou brock nine percent so world series champ and cardinals i went with the guy that we talked about yesterday bob forsh his brother older brother we'll talk about him in just a moment but his older brother Ken Forsh, they both went to Hiram Johnson High School in Sacramento, California, and uh, my uncle played ball against, you know, Ken Forsh. They're the same age, so they were both Sacramento area baseball players, so those guys are, are very much Sac-Town sac guys. So I went Bob Forsh. We were just talking about him yesterday. He was part of that 82 squad, so he comes in at 0.007%. So Angels and Houston's. I went Bob Force and I didn't even go Ken Force here because I totally forgot that Ken Force played with the Angels. 
I knew he played for Houston's, but I didn't realize he was a part of those California Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles of Anaheim and Angels. But I went Nolan Ryan again. Easy button. Didn't want to miss this one. Forty five percent. And as in a note, Ken Force, second highest pitching war of pitchers to play for both the Angels and Houston. And of course, the first is Nolan Ryan, but Ken Force was number two. Who knew? So let's go to that middle square. That is the Cubbies and the Houston. So I went Luis Gonzalez, 1% here. So I went him because I wanted to talk about him and kind of make a little bit of a point here. So Luis Gonzalez, 19 seasons. He would play eight seasons with the Diamondbacks. And that was his age 31 to 38 season. He would play two additional seasons after that, age 39 and 40. So he played 11 seasons elsewhere. He played seven with Houston, two with the Cubs, one with the Dodgers, one with the Marlins, and one with the Detroit Rock Cities. So he played eight to 11. Remember that, eight seasons to 11 seasons. As a Diamondback, he hit 224 home runs to 107. So he hit more than the double total home runs in his career with Arizona in three fewer seasons. He would have 2,373 total bases. As a Diamondback, he would have 1,752 total bases with all, all other teams. He would have 1,337 hits as a Diamondback and only 1,254 with everyone else. You see where this is going. His Arizona slash line was 298, 391 on base, and 529 slugging. Now, his career, this is for his total career. So this is all 19 seasons. So for the other 11 seasons, it was much less than this, and it was just more math than I wanted to do today. But his career is 283, 367, and 479 for his career. So that means, of course, those totals, average totals, were much lower for those other, other 11 seasons. But just these comparison, 15 points higher batting average, 24 points higher on base, and 50 points higher in slugging as a Diamondback, age 31 to 38 season. And of course, won a World Series with the Diamondbacks. So the far right hand square, we go with the World Series champ and the Houston's. And, you know, Houston's got two World Series here just in the last little bit. So I just went Josh Reddick was thinking of A's. It's like, oh, yeah, Josh Reddick did it. He was an A, played for the Houston's, just trying to make some kind of tie in there. So now we're going to 300 plus saves row. And that first column with the Angels, 300 plus saves and Angels. I went with Troy Percival. I got to see him up front and personal at the big A. And he comes in at 32%. You only had six choices. And technically, I would say you only have five. 
So first and foremost, you have Lee Smith. Now, Lee Smith finished third in total saves with 478, had 37 of them as an angel. Then you have K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez. He's fourth in all-time saves with 437, and 208 of his saves came as an angel. So the career leader in saves for the Angels is Percival, and he has 358 total saves, 13th all-time, and 316 of those came as an angel. Then here's the, you know, out of left field ones. Fernando Rodney. Again, we talked about this a few episodes ago. Fernando Rodney has over 300 saves. So he's 327, 18th overall, and he has 17 saves as an angel. Here's one, blows my mind. Houston Street, he has over 300 saves. He has 324 saves. He's 20th all time. It's just mind-boggling to me. And it's not like I think poorly or ill of Houston Street. It's, his career wasn't as long as you would think. He didn't really bounce around as much as some of the other guys, and he still has 300 saves. But he had 66 saves as an angel. And then you have Jason Isringhausen, who I don't even remember as an angel, but he has 300 saves on the dot. He's 30th all time. And so this is one where I'm assuming if you would have chosen him today, it would have worked. But he actually has, of those 300 saves, zero are with the Angels. So those are your choices today for 300-plus saves and the California Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Anaheim and 300-plus saves. So those are your choices today. And so Cubbies and 300-plus saves. I went with Lee Smith. So he comes in at 27%. And again, you could have gone Lee Smith for the Angels. And then for Bruce Suter, I went Bruce Suter for World Series champ and 300-plus saves. And Bruce Suter comes in at 2%. So we'll leave you with this. Here are... Here is the list of relievers with 300 plus saves that have won a World Series. So you have Rick Aguilera. And if you're counting at home, he has two World Series rings, one as a Met, 86, and one as a Twin. I'm guessing it's going to be 91. You have Araldus Chapman. He won with those 2016 Cubs. You have Eckersley, 89 with the A's. You have Raleigh Fingers. I'm guessing he won all three. The three in a row, 71, 72, 73. Or is it 72, 73, 74 with the A's? You have Goose Gossage, 78 with the Yankee. You have Tom Hinkie. That would be that 92 Torontos. Henley Jansen with those stinky Doyers during the COVID. I'm not counting that one. Hate the Doyer. Craig Kimbrell, 
did it with Boston's. Randy Myers, I'm presuming is that 1990 Reds. 90 Reds, 90 Reds. Rob Nen, not with the Giants. That would be those 97 Floridas. Took the Giants out that year. Jonathan Papelbon, it's got to be the Boston's. Troy Percival, that's at 2002. K-Rod actually would take over as the as the closer later on in that end of that year and in the playoffs. But Percival's got to be the 2002 Angels that beat the Giants. Jeff Reardon, that's 87. Twinks, twin, twins, the Twinkies. Mariano Rivera, of course, Yankee. Fernando Rodney. That's as a Washington national. That Washington national team just from a few years ago. Stick around long enough, you might get lucky. K-Rod, so K-Rod is the 2002 Angels. Bruce Suter, that 82 Cardinals. And then John Wetland, 96 Yankees. That's your list. So there's 18 total players that have World Series ring and 300-plus saves. Anyhow, this is the extra time this is immaculate grid today was grid 127 for monday the 7th of august the show is now available on amazon and apple so you can hear us on spotify amazon and apple now immaculate grid extra time show is daily posts at 9 p.m every evening and then the big show with Steve is every Saturday, and that posts at noon Pacific time every Saturday. We're gearing up for a few different things. Uh, one, of course, is talking more about sabermetrics and wins above replacement and war. What is it good for? So watch that preview show. It's a little under five minutes. That was posted the other day. Big show from this last Saturday is on rivalries. And funny enough, I'm listening to a podcast today. And what is it about? It's about college rivalries. And it's about these divisions and realignment. And hello, I just did that show. So no ding on them. They're a national show. They're a big show, big time podcast, big time people. But, you know, Steve and I know some stuff about some stuff. So listen to the show. Give us some feedback. We like the interaction here, so give us uh, give us what you got, and uh, share your grids, and answer the polls, and we will give you credit for your grids. But everyone else, have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow. I'm Jonathan. It's extra time. It's immaculate immaculate grid for generations talking about my sports generations. Boy, that was terrible. All right, guys, see ya.